welcome to StockTwits After Hours, where we provide a quick rundown of the day's market action from the folks at StockTwits, the largest community of investors in the universe. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to StockTwits After Hours. I'm your host, Riley Rosenberger, alongside head trader at Trading Experts, Shake Prisby. Shake, today is Tuesday, September 15th, and the market was kind of quiet out there. Tech led us higher, but huge outlier in the financials today. Citibank is now down 15% in the last two days. What's what's taking the bank lower? A pretty flat day out there with the market chopping back and forth, but financials are definitely a massive outlier right now on the back of Citibank's weakness. I can't make this up. The bank mistakenly paid creditors at Revlon, the cosmetics company, a casual $900 million. So... They're taking these companies to court to try and get the money back, but regulators are preparing to reprimand the bank for failing to improve its risk management systems. So we got to watch how these banks act tomorrow after the Fed meeting. Apple unveiled a plethora of products today. We got two updated Apple Watches, two iPads, a Fitness Plus service, and an Apple One service bundle. No new iPhone, but maybe we'll see one before the end of the year. We didn't have a ton of earth-shattering news from, from this Apple event. What do you think out of this one? Pretty much what we expected from the Apple event minus the iPhone. And it makes sense for them to leave the iPhone out of this event as these are the areas Apple is experiencing the most hyper growth in, specifically the iPad segment where they revealed two new products. So they don't want these items outshined by a new iPhone, but I agree. Nothing really groundbreaking here other than the Fitness Plus service and the service bundle. I I think that's a really positive highlight, um, which combines Apple Music, TV, Arcade, and more. Yeah, you mentioned the Apple Fitness Plus service. On news of that announcement, Peloton quickly fell 5%. The CEO says it legitimizes Peloton's business. But do you think this could be a threat towards Peloton? So a nice little spin zone out of CEO John Foley here. He's not wrong. It does legitimize the fitness content model. We've seen the electric vehicle market go crazy this year, and the argument has been that it only legitimizes Tesla even more. But you know what the main differences between the two situations are? The companies coming for Tesla don't have $2 trillion market caps with $200 billion cash on hand. So in some senses, the CEO is right, but Apple is making it clear they'll be a direct competitor with Peloton here. Their subscription service is nearly identical to Peloton's. It'll be linked to all the Apple Watches, have downloadable classes, lots of similarities. The difference for for Peloton is the hardware with the bikes and the treadmills. So until we see Apple pivot in that direction, Peloton's business is still vastly different. We've talked about Tim Cook as more of a manager rather than an innovator at at his role at Apple. Did you think there was enough innovation from the event today? It's pretty clear he sees himself as a manager with quotes that he sees Apple as more of a service company these days, right? So what was the big announcement today? A fitness subscription service. You know, Remember the days where Apple would announce these new products we didn't even know we needed, but within a year, you'd see everyone with them. So we haven't seen Apple truly innovate any of their products since since Tim Cook took over. At this point, it's it's just kind of expected. We got some news from Nikola Motors. Hindenburg came out with an official response today saying Nikola didn't address 43 of the 53 questions they raised. They said Nikola's response had holes big enough to roll a truck through, which is just beautiful language. I mean, what does this mean for Nikola, this, this response? Oh, man. Hindenburg Research, they're proving themselves to be sharp as a knife out here. Nicola is proving they they may not be ready for the big leagues. So since the claims, GM has officially distanced themselves from their partnership with Nicola. Hindenburg poked fun at Milton, 
when he claimed the Nikola One had a thousand horsepower back in 2016, saying the truck obviously didn't have one horsepower if it couldn't power itself, relating to the video they rolled the truck down a hill in 2017. Milton claimed they never stated the truck was driving under its own propulsion in the defense, but that may be a roundabout way of accidentally emitting securities fraud here. They were raising money under the guise that this truck was fully operational with that thousand horsepower when apparently the thing couldn't even drive itself. Billionaire and one of the most famous traders of all time, Steve Cohen, agreed to purchase a majority ownership of the New York Mets. He bought an 8% limited partnership in 2012 for $40 million when the Wilpons were raising money following the Bertie Madoff crisis. Now it looks like they're willing to share a ma- sell a majority stake for an undisclosed amount. Shake, is this good news for Mets fans? Oh, great news for Mets fans. They're going from a notoriously cheap and mismanaged ball club to now having the richest owner in baseball. So Steve Cohen, he's famous for originally starting SAC Capital Advisors, now turned 0.72 Asset Management. He's amassed a fortune of $14 billion. He's decided to buy his childhood sports team, the New York Mets, in hopes of turning the franchise around. And this move echoes David Tepper buying the Carolina Panthers in 2018 as it seems the newest vanity for billionaire hedge fund managers is a professional sports team. So we'll have to watch for more details like price tags in terms of the deal, but overall very exciting news for Mets fans. We got an IPO tomorrow. Snowflake is expected to IPO. It's IPO price range was already raised from $75 to $85 to $100 to $110 a share. You got any ideas where this thing might open tomorrow? And this is one of the most hyped up IPOs I've seen in the last few years. Honestly, I think this is going to open at 150 bucks. This is pure speculation on my end, but I believe this thing is going to get so over oversubscribed that they're just going to open this thing 150, 160 a share and just kind of take, take the move away from uh, retail investors and all that. But we'll have to see, you know, very interesting. Mm-hmm. All righty, Shake. We'll touch base with you again tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. See you then. You've been listening to Stock Twits After Hours. To learn more and subscribe today, visit StockTwits.com. All opinions expressed by the host and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of StockTwits or their affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. The podcast is also not a research report and is not intended for the basis of any investment decision. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.